0: Well thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Gregor's Ministries podcast. We're so very excited today. We have two very special guests from Brazil. We have Simon and Adriana Potter from Brazil and guys thank you so much for joining me today. We're looking forward oh, to it.
1: Thank you Josh thank for inviting you. us. Thank yeah. you so
0: much. And you know you guys are are both very heavily involved with the church there in Brazil and also with the prayer groups and and the prayer center there. And, you know, Simon, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, your history. First of all, where are you from originally?
1: Well, I was born in Brighton on the south coast of England. So that's 50 miles south of London. When you hit the water, it's a a beach city. But if you ask Adriana, who comes from a real beach city, I took her there and it's just like pebbles. And she's so this is not a beach so uh so i'm from brighton and um and grew up on the south coast of england so so i'm an englishman i had my tea here to prove it Uh, it's uh it's tea time so so yeah
0: that's where i'm from and how long was it uh how long ago was it that you moved to brazil We've been here just over four years. We moved to Brazil, yeah. Wow. And so, Adriana, you are from Brazil originally, is that correct? Yes. And,
2: uh, yeah, I grew up in Fortaleza, and uh, I came to Capina Grande, you know, the main uh, the main place where Rima uh, Brazil is, you know, in 97, for the first time to study in Bible school here. And I met Simon uh in 99 the first time that he came to brazil and it's a long story but you know after two years we got married and we moved to england
0: wow. so we
2: we were living there for 15 years before the lord guided guided us this way to brazil and in oh, in 2017 yeah. we moved it was his first time living in brazil actually But before we were just traveling, you know, we would come to Brazil twice a year. We knew one one day the Lord was going to call us here, you know, and to be here more. And the time came. And here we are for four years now.
0: Wow. And you said it was, you guys were 15 years in London. So when you whenever, you know, Adriana, how was that for you to move from Brazil to go to London and to you have to learn a new culture and yeah. even a new language? How was that like for you?
2: Actually, I mean, since I was a little girl, I always wanted to learn in English, you know, language and nobody in my family knew to, you know, English language. And uh, so I always had a desire. Uh, to learn. When I was 16, I started learning English. So I always had English in my heart. You know, moving there was just like, you know, a dream being fulfilled. I was so ready to adapt to the culture, to the way of thinking. You know, when I came to Christ, you know, I understood that the Lord was, you know, he made us different. And uh, it, it was always his purpose, his dream to have different people, nations, and tongues. So I was just excited to learn a new culture, even though there are challenges. But, I mean, we, were, we moved there, but we were traveling most of the time. You know, 10 months of the year, we were traveling, going to different nations. So I was always in contact with different cultures, in different languages with and different
1: Englishes in different as
2: well. in different Englishes. It was really a challenge to get used to the different accents and understand not only the different Englishes but the different different ways of thinking. But I always loved this top challenge of thinking uh, like somebody else, you know, not thinking the way I always have done, the way I've learned, right. you know, as a little girl so i love it i loved it i loved the cold weather i i was born in a very hot climate you know place and uh and i even though i like beaches but i'm not too i i love more the mountains i like the mountains i like the weather i like snow i i like the season so i was just you know, enjoying, You know yeah. everything. I enjoyed. There the were some challenges, but I felt at home. It's so weird in some ways, but I know it's God's grace. Whatever He calls you to do, the grace is gonna be there. Yes. And if you put yourself in that position of flexibility, mm. the grace will flow. And even though I had challenges, I have, I, I had to pinch myself because. There's a lot of grace.
0: A lot of grace. There a lot. And I think uh, I love what you said about being flexible, because when it comes to the plan of God, we have to be flexible, because sometimes we have ideas in our mind of how things are going to be. We, we map out our own plans. And then whenever God tells us to do something, we have to be flexible to what he wants us to do so that we can fulfill the plan of God. And both of you guys, I think you you've been to many many nations, right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so we have. I, I wanted you to share a little bit about the different places that you've gone and and what that was like for you to experience different cultures and and different places that you've been.
1: Yes, you know, sometimes ask us uh, people ask us, Josh, you know, well, what's your favorite place? And we got so many favorite places. You know, <laughs> you know what it's like traveling to different places different places have a, have a place in your heart for for different reasons yes and uh, so uh, if it was up to us you know <laughs> we heard pastor craig talking about brazil last last week yeah. right Yeah, and the place that brazil has in his heart um and of course brazil has a special place in our heart but our heart is really in asia and has been wow. you know for a long time and so if it was up to us we'd probably be in asia but um, yeah. who knows in the future you know we're open to that but we we love we love the variety we love southeast asia we've spent quite a bit of time in southeast asia over the years we were we were traveling maybe twice a year and spending a month six weeks each trip in southeast asia and in east asia and, and so we we really love that part of the world uh, we haven't been to india for a, a, a really long time but we we love india and uh, and then east europe is another place that that we've spent some time in and and just really really love uh, the different uh, cultures within eastern europe and and uh, the intensity of the people and uh, we just we just love it we love the the idea of having family all over the world you know that you can arrive in some new pet place and very soon those god connections mean that you're you're at home wherever you are and that's that's just that that's just priceless it's beautiful
2: yes and one of the things living here now in brazil you find a lot of brazilians having a heart to these places so it has been a privilege you know being with brazilians Praying for for the nations yeah. of the world, praying and, and seeing them excited to go. We want to see Brazilian going not only to Asia but all over the world. Yeah. But we want to help them in some ways. You know, have a a, a part to playing that. So the privilege is a privilege to be here to be able to pray for the world with Brazilians. You know, so many of them have a, a a burden in their hearts, you know, a burden of prayer. It's true. And for some of them, we know they have a call to, to go to this place and whatever we can do, you know, we have been there, we have traveled and I know we will go again, but we don't think we will go as we used to go before. You know, we have a desire to help the, you know, people to go, uh, uh, the younger generation, You know, even, I mean, any, any age. <laughs> the God, Wants to use everybody, huh? Yeah. But you want to to help, you know, people who who wants to go to these places, you know, and we, we we don't know, you know, maybe take some teams. We don't know what. However,
1: but one one of the things that I think is beautiful here in Brazil, you know, uh, there's an annual youth missions event, nice, and nice. I remember some years ago, uh, I I just did a, like a sample poll, just asking. Uh, the, the people at the conference, you know, 16, 17, 18 years of age, do you have a country on your heart? And, and yeah, yeah. Afghanistan, Somalia, mm-hmm. Morocco, you know, it's those, those destinations that everybody is dreaming of going to, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it, you, you know, that God is, is really dealing with, with, the young people here in Brazil. And, and it's, Brazil has, has already moved from being just a mission field to being a mission force. And yeah, that is, that's the day we're, that we're in. And there's a mobilizing going on. You know, the the era of modern missions here in Brazil, of missions, really, it's only 45 years old, really, the missionary movement here in Brazil, I would say. But it's it's gathering momentum and you, you, you see the heart of, of the Brazilian church starting to to really wake up to the world, and of course you know you look at Brazilians. Brazilians can fit anywhere in the world because there's all kinds of Brazilians. Yes, and uh, and you know we've experienced this traveling. I mean uh, Adriana used to travel on a Brazilian passport until she got her British citizenship, and we go to these you know these countries. Cool countries uh, you know where they're not uh, you know uh, not favorable to the gospel or whatever and the immigration officials you know have this severe look on their face and you know the military cap and all of that and when they saw the Brazilian passport you know their faces lit up and then they'd say the names of some Brazilian footballer or whatever and it, oh, yeah. People love love Brazil, they love Brazilians, and Brazilians have, have that card that
0: they can play all over the world. So we're excited to see Brazilians go. Yes. And I, I love, you know, when I was there, and similar to what you guys were saying, but, you know, we were in different churches all around Brazil, in Sao Paulo, the Northeast, all over. And no matter what church we were in, no matter how many people were there, there was a huge amount of people there that wanted to do missions and it just shocked me because it's not always like that here in america we get very comfortable in our in the, the way of our our life but when i was there people were saying oh yeah i feel called to iraq i feel called to china i feel called even people and i always say this but there was people saying i feel called to america and mm-hmm. the people I was talking to, it wasn't so they could go to Disney. It wasn't right. so they could just to be tourists, but, you know, the rest of the world, a lot of times America sees the rest of the world as a mission field, but there's a big portion of mm-hmm. the world that sees America as the mission field. And mm-hmm. so it's encouraging to know that we have people that are teammates all around mm-hmm. the world that are going to help reach America with us. It's, we're not alone in doing that. But I I love, you know, just the heart of the people in Brazil, and both of you are missionaries. And so I wanted to talk to you about, you know, you like Adriana, you were saying in prayer and uh, partnering with the people there. You guys are helping equip people and getting people ready to go out into the mission field. And, you know, someone who feels like I'm called to the world, but I don't know where to start. You guys have a lot of experience traveling. And, you know, if someone was saying, How do I start? What's the first place? What would your recommendation be?
2: That is the place on your knees. You know, yes. I all, you know, missions and prayers so connected. Yeah. And we cannot go without prayer first, yes. without building that, you know, that road. Uh, which you are going to, to walk on it, you know. Beauty, this is one of the things that we have said, you know, when, and, you know, shared with so many people. Uh, they asked that question. I said, let's start praying, you know. It's better that you 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 don't want to go without this. It's too dangerous. Yeah. So, yeah. It's and, a pray
1: over pray over the map. Pray with a map. Pray with something visual whether it's on your cell phone or your tablet or in in the prayer room here in Campina Grande we've got a massive map of the the world on one wall and it's a real aid to prayer. It's true. Uh, And and you can walk into the prayer room and you're not particularly thinking of any nation but just looking at the map sometimes uh, a nation just calls to you and I, I would really say to people who are looking you know, for 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 orientation, direction. Where do I start? Start in prayer, but something concrete, like get the map out and pray over the world and see how the Holy Spirit see that string pulling you. You know, in a, mm-hmm. you'll find your eyes keep moving in a certain direction, and and that's that's something that I've experienced in my own life. I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think is so important. You know
0: that praying over the map and just let the Holy Spirit lead you. I, I agree, and I I did that before. And uh, you know before I went to Rama, and I've shared this story before, but I felt like uh, God was directing me to to Africa. And then as I was praying in the Holy Spirit, I remember I was on my knees just praying before God, and He told me to go to Rama, and I told my parents. I don't want to go to Rhema because if I go to Rhema, he's going to make me go to Africa. (laughs) And and (laughs) since then, I've been to to Zambia and to Kenya several times. And but something I would say, even if you don't feel like you have a natural desire to go to these places, as you pray, the heart of God for your life will start to be cultivated for you. And you'll actually get a heart for those nations and he'll give you the grace and the desire to go. And so, uh, you know, some of us that are called to go to the, around the world in our own personality, that's not what we want to do. But mm-hmm. as we pray, as yes. we spend time with God, he'll create yeah. the desire. It says he gives us the desires of our heart, mm-hmm. but he also reveals his desire for our lives as we pray. And so I think it's so important to do so. And, you know, Simon, I know you have a book out and you released it, I think it was maybe two years ago. Yeah, coming yes. up on
1: two years ago. Yeah. yeah,
0: I was just looking at it um, and I wanted you to share a little bit about that because I think you talk about missions and the Great Commission in that book and kind of mm-hmm. if you can share a little bit of the heart behind the reason that you you wrote the book and, and what the purpose behind it was.
1: Yeah, it came out about in quite an interesting way. You know, last week, Pastor Cray was talking about uh, Gutu and Suelen, who are the leaders of the, the ministry here in um, in Brazil. And uh, Suelen is over the missions area, the missions agency. And it was probably 2018. She came to me. Uh, there's a publishing house here, Reima Brazil Publishing. Um, and uh, she said, can you recommend a book for us to translate and publish uh, on missions, a basic book on missions, and immediately I thought about Oswald J. Smith's great book from 1959, The Challenge of Missions, which is just an awesome fire starter of a book, Um, and we have a lot of Oswald J. Smith's books in Portuguese, maybe 12 or 13 of his books, but somehow we don't have that book. But even as I thought about it and I looked at it uh, and somehow on the inside, I thought well, there's a lot of the statistics are outdated. A lot of the language is maybe a bit antiquated. And then I started looking uh, at uh, some other possibilities. And then it just dropped in our heart that the first Missions Conference that happened here, I had the privilege of being the speaker at it back in 99. Wow. And uh, it was like a a catalyst moment, you know? And um, we just, we have the MP3s of that original conference. And uh, it, it just came up in our heart. Why not transcribe them and put them into a book? So we talked with Sue Ellen, and she said, yeah, let's do it. And so we, we've, we've gone down, down that road. So uh it's not really a book about why, uh, about uh, how to do missions. It's more about you know, why missions in the first place? And we yeah. start the book talking about if you put a stethoscope to God's heart, what what would you hear? Mm. And you'd hear his heart just beating that steady beat of his heart for souls, souls, right. souls. God so loved the world. But that so many times in the filter of our own, mm. uh, you know, kind of parochiality that can mm. become God so loved my world, my mm. nation, my town, my city, yes. and yet God's love is in us for the whole world, and uh, so we, the book kind of starts there, and the book is called Ushuaia. Ushuaia it is the, oh yeah, is the, it's uh, Ushuaia with a the lighthouse there at the end of the world, you know, so Ushuaia is the southernmost city in South America, in the world, really, Argentina. and it's at the foot of Argentina in uh, Tierra del Fuego, and um, it's the ends of the earth and Acts 1.8 is is yeah, exactly. That's X it. 18, yeah, sorry. So that's <laughs> uh, that's that's exactly what the book is about. And our our heart is to see this mission's bug, as Suelen wrote the foreword to the book, and she said, you know, this bug, this 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 creature got into us, you know, here yeah. in Brazil and it's spreading. I won't, I don't want to talk about a virus spreading, but it's, you know, it's so,
0: I understand, yeah. and I, I think this book is so good, and I, I believe it's, I saw it, I looked it up, it's on Amazon, there's some other ways that you can, you can get this book, I encourage you to go do it. And yeah,
1: unfortunately, not yet in English, but I'm, we will do my it. project for the second half of this year is to, to finish up the, the text and we're going to launch an ebook in English. So, uh, I'm yeah. I'm
0: excited for that. Please let us know so that we can share it with everyone. And, you know, I was talking to Lorena, my wife, about the book, and she also had mentioned um, something about Coca Cola. And oh, so yeah. I don't know if you can share a little bit about that. And uh, if you have it, I know we're putting you on the spot here, but I don't know. If uh, you can it's share it's
1: that. Yeah, the title of the book is Ushuaia because. In the second chapter of the book we talk I talk about an experience I had as a child. Our first t- color TV set. UK was always behind America. you know we'd look, My dad and I would look in the National Geographic magazines and we'd just be amazed at what America has. like people sit on their lawnmower and they'd ride around mowing their lawns. what you know it's like another planet. The UK was kind of slower in a lot of things. We got a a, a colour TV set, and we would watch anything on that TV. And we didn't have 24-hour programming in those days, but there'd be these random documentaries. And there was this documentary. I was probably nine years old. Uh, the southernmost Coca-Cola bottling plant in the world. Can you imagine a gripping documentary? You know. <laughs> But I remember I was I was sat, you know, sat playing a game or something. I just stopped. I was transfixed. I got a pen. I wrote down the name of the city, Oshuaia, Somehow, you know, somehow it marked me. And what I talk about is how Coca-Cola is really the most successful missions organization in the world. Wherever you go, you know, you know what it's like. You can go to, you know, the back of beyond and and Coca-Cola's got there. And yeah. it's, it, to me, it's, I think I, I, for us as the church, why are they there many times ahead of us? And I talk about how many times, you know, the Coca-Cola's mentality is, we're not going to wait till everybody in America drinks Coca-Cola before we we take our Coca-Cola somewhere else, you know? And yet the church sometimes has this mentality, ah, oh, and I encountered it on the first trip in '99 for that missions conference. We had a, a symposium after, you know, afterwards, yeah. and somebody was saying, "Hey, we've got so many needs here in Brazil. Why are we thinking about going to the rest of the world? If Coca-Cola thought like that, they they would never have conquered the world." And yes. so it's it's a mentality that really they got an apostolic mindset that they got from scriptural principles. That the church yeah. is rediscovered. <laughs>
0: that's it. <laughs> I, I love that. And that's so true because it doesn't matter where I've been in the world, whether it was Peru, Kenya, it could be the smallest city. There was always Coca-Cola. And exactly. so that that's the mission of the church, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how many people, no matter, matter how few people, we're going to reach them with the gospel. And, you know, I know what, I wanted you both and Adriana maybe you can share a little bit about this you know what you're doing right now in Brazil to, to really equip people you know in the prayer I know you guys are you're working with the prayer center I believe yeah. and so share a little bit about that if you can
2: for many years we were working with Bible schools but our focus now is is the prayer center really praying with people um, praying Interceding, you know, getting to, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit in prayer and and learning with people, because you know, I, I, I you know, we always tell people, guys, we are learning as much as you are, yeah. because there are places in prayer that none of us have been. I mean, and we can, you know, and going by ourselves is one thing, going together is different. One of the things, you know, I can pray by myself at home. I, I can, you know making intercession at home by myself. But one of the things that the Lord dealt with us is that we cannot go to some places by ourselves. There are some places in prayer that you we are only going with mm. our brother and our sister collectively. Yes. Uh, and, you know, there is always a phrase that they mention here in Brazil, you know, in conferences. They say, mm. you know... Uh, by ourselves we can run very far
1: we can get oh no we can
2: get that faster but together we we go further yes and and in one time you know the lord you know said to us it's the same thing with prayer and uh we saw people here were praying before we arrived you know sure. but we, we felt there was a need for a coordination you know something you know, people getting together to pray, you know, that praying together doesn't mean to be in the same place physically, you know, yeah. like you can be in the same room, but not praying together, not being sure. united in prayer. And, and we we felt in the beginning, some people would, you know, turn their backs on you, you know, they are in the same room and they start praying tongues and and you can do that by yourself at home so what does it mean father like like children we would you know guys let's pray to the lord Uh, what, what it means to pray together let's ask the lord the holy spirit he's our teacher and he will help us to pray together and we have had so many experiences you know it's not much as you know we have taught on prayer before in bible schools but this is learning doing yeah doing it together you know and we have had you know Lorena when she was living here we have had wonderful experiences in the press center with her you know we just go in the Holy Spirit one of the things that we focus in the press center you know is press led by the Holy Spirit you know is our first value you know our second value is uh uh you know being proactive in prayer we don't pray only for things that are happening you know, it's not, not that we, of course, we can pray for what is going on, you know, Paul asked the church to pray for different things, but if the only things that we pray are the things that are happening, we are being led by what, Hmm. you know, it's like, there is something deeper in exactly. god wants to take us further it is not only he wants he wants to show us things you know john 16 no, 13 16 16 13. 16 13, <laughs> 13 you know the Holy Spirit tells us things to come. He's okay. more, He more than us desire to show us. He desires to show us things to come. And we have to come to the presence of God with the expectation to hear from the Lord, to know the future, to pray for the future before things happen. One of the things that the Lord dealt with us, you know, we, we don't he doesn't want us praying just, you know, uh putting out fires.
1: Putting out fires. Putting out or...
2: fires. He wants to avoid the fire yes first you know and it, it's like there are fires that they are there because we didn't pray beforehand you know and there are um, am I saying that we are going to stop everything of happening no but there are things that are going to be uh stopped you know there are things that will be stopped and we we're gonna how to say limit the damage of some things mm-hmm. in prayer so this is the second you know, uh, value of the present, you know proactive prayers and the third value is p- praying collectively you know based on that thing that i said in the beginning you know yes i can pray by myself at home but there is a supply of the spirit that he will bring through each person praying collectively and we're gonna go further in prayer to places that we cannot go by ourselves
0: it's so true So yeah yeah
2: so it's fun praying is fun and we have had fun you know and
1: that's something really the lord dealt with us when we came here uh, just over four years ago the guys here left 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 us they let us pretty free to just uh sense what god has for us and they didn't kind of uh, channel us in a particular direction. And after a short time, we 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 spoke to go to the leader and, and said, we were kind of sensing that that there was a need for something more concrete in prayer, something more coordinated. And uh, one of the things that the Lord said to us early on was how uh, there was a need to, to help the body of Christ move from that, that sense of duty and obligation in prayer to the delight of prayer that yes. and to rediscover the adventure of prayer and I think that's one of the things that we're seeing in the prayer center that's kind of one of our things that we say quite a lot is who's ready for another adventure you know we kind of rub our hands it's like who knows what will happen maybe we'll pray for something related to the ministry here maybe we'll be praying over the other side of the world for things that we we have no idea what we're praying for, and somebody's seeing, you know, a woman in a room. She's yes. she's she's in trouble, and and we're praying, we're interceding. Who knows? It's an adventure, you know. So, yeah.
2: and God shows things. One of the things that we encourage people is to believe that the the gifts of the Spirit will be there to you know. Uh, 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 revelation knowledge, you know, uh, God showing us things. Uh, uh, How do you say? Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, you know, God showing. So in order for us to pray specifically, and we have focused a lot in not having lists for the moment. So we don't really have lists. It's like, you know, see where the wind is blowing, where the Holy Spirit wants to take us. And, And, and we know in the future we may have group, you know groups that will have a lists, and you can have a list and be led by the Holy Spirit praying for the list. I know that, but we felt we needed to spend more time dependent, being dependent on the Holy Spirit, exercising that, practicing that,
1: and also developing that dependence on the Holy Spirit in my brother or sister. Yeah, because this this is something you know we believe in oh, you know, y- being yielded to the Holy Spirit and, and being led by the Spirit. But many times in, in prayer, and one of the challenges, one of the, the, the barriers that people uh, uh, have sometimes is that somebody else says, oh, you know, I'm seeing this or I have some, this thing on my heart, maybe a nation or maybe a city here in Brazil or a church or whatever, and the other person's kind of thinking, well, I've got something different. So they just kind of sit out waiting for them. You know how it is, waiting yeah. for their moment to pray rather than, okay, this is not necessarily something that's burning in me, but I'm going to lean into this. I'm going y- to yield to the Holy Spirit in my brother or sister, and I'm going to trust that they're hearing from God. And so we, I'm, I'm going to go with them. And, and in the course of that, Things are unlocked in me yes. and, and suddenly I'm I'm invested, I'm involved in the prayer in a way that I wasn't expecting.
2: And the Holy Spirit gives you things about that. Exactly. Because yeah, I put my heart into this. Because if it is in the heart of my brother then exactly. it's in God's heart, so it's in God's heart, it's in my heart even though I don't know it. So <laughs> if I humble myself and how how would you say uh, the um, submit submit myself to this and then the Holy Spirit gives you stuff. Like, how many times you know this happened you know yeah. to us, you know to me personally no, oh I don't have that in my heart, but well, it's in God's heart, it's in my brother's heart and you click start praying then suddenly things the holy spirit gives you and this is one of the things that we tell them you know don't don't just wait for the person to stop praying but connect in your heart in the spirit with that person pray together if you don't know what to say just pray in tongues quietly but connect in the whole and there is so much power in that connection with us together what You know, we always say, believe in what the Holy Spirit is telling you in your heart, but believe that the Holy Spirit tells to our brother and our sister. Trust in the Holy Spirit, my brother and my sister. So many people get passive, huh, Josh? So many people. And we saw that. And I have been passive because I say, ah, but this brother, he knows more than me. He has more experience than me. So he will hear the Holy Spirit and I follow. And that's good. That's fine. But if I am always in that position, I will not learn. And one of the things that we say to the, you know, we don't call them leaders of the groups. We say the conductors. We always tell them, give priority to the other members. And put on the shelf what you have in your heart. But then we're going to learn together. And, and you give priority. You know, you have that in your in, in your heart. So we're going to pray for that. And you, if nobody has anything, then you bring what you have in your heart. Because people get passive, always depending on the leader. And we want all of them to follow the Holy Spirit, to learn. And to not be dependent on the leader, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think yeah. we're seeing a transition in the body of Christ thank god for all the great men and women of prayer i think back to the late 70s and early 80s at rhema when it was like a magnet drew to to tulsa all these giants of uh, uh, of prayer like the halversons and other people you know and brother hagen gave them uh, uh, an opportunity and they influenced a, a generation of rhema grads and this was fantastic and 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 I'm I'm in no way doing down, you know, the great generals of prayer, but I see how the body of Christ is moving us to a sort of collective mobilization so that we're not just going to put on a pedestal of people that, oh, you know, that person, that person knows God better than me but that we're mobilizing the body of Christ so that people develop that confidence that, yeah, I know the Holy Spirit as well. And that's one of our joys in the prayer room is, is to see people developing that confidence. Wow, I heard from God. So they say, hey, I, I think I got this. And somebody else on the other side of the, the prayer room says, you no way, I had, I had that. And, you know, together we begin to move uh, you know, in that collective, that corporate anointing, and that's it's something beautiful. really
0: precious. I, I love that, and that's something I learned here, you know, at Rama USA with Miss Leanne Sosby. Who yes. I yes, but yes. she always, her favorite scripture, John 14 17, you know him. Yes, and you have confidence that it says, If Jesus said that I know the Holy Spirit then I, the same way that I apply my faith to receive salvation is the same faith that I use to receive the fact that I know him. I know the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then, I, I, you know, I love to kind of tie this into it, but it says to love my neighbor as I love myself. So if yeah. I know him then I trust that my neighbor or that my other brother and sister in Christ knows him as well. That's good. What helps us work together in the body of Christ is I know the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit. So as we pray together, we're going to work together in the Spirit. And one thing she always taught me too is that God is not boring. Mm.
1: He's not
0: a boring God. He is a on God, he's done miraculous things. He's continuing to do miraculous things. And she always said this, and it was interesting to me because it, it brings like a conviction, but she said, if your prayer time is boring, that is your fault. So Wow. <laughs> and she said, and, and it's really true because God is not the one who, who's holding anything back. He's waiting for us to really press into all that he is. And I believe that as we continue to contend for what God's will for the earth is, we're going to start not only experiencing miraculous things in our lives, but in the world as well. Yeah. And, you know, um, one thing I learned too is she she taught me this, and you guys might have something to add too, but when we're coming corporately together, you know, what you guys were talking about is there may be somebody that has something to bring and if that person's bringing something, but I find myself praying about something in my own life or something going on in my world, then that maybe means that I need to pray alone in my own time a little bit more.
2: So <laughs> yeah.
0: And so we're corporately together and we're praying and God has a specific thing for us to pray about. If I find resistance to that, or if I'm just praying about, you know, something going in in my life, maybe that means I need to spend a little bit more time in my, my personal time to pray through those things so that when I come with the body, my brothers and sisters, I can just fully give out. And I I thought maybe you guys could share a little bit about that and how people can get past that barrier sometimes.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I was thinking, you're probably thinking the the same thing, in the early days of this this project of the, of the prayer center here, we had the chance in 2017, 2018 as well, dropping by um, mm. the the prayer and healing center, and she she very graciously yeah. Miss Leanne gave us some of her time, and I remember this is one of the things that she shared that she, she said that you know if if in the prayer room is the only chance that God has. To be dealing with you and to give you illumination about some things then that's a sign that
2: <laughs> you are not having time by yourself with him because that, that was one of the things we were talking with her you know asking her advice about the press center and uh in one of the goals of the press center he is to pray for somebody else you are not there to pray for yourself this is one of the things we are there it is a ministry to the body and to the world you know, God is using us in prayer, not for my personal life, and when she said that to us, it, we were like, wow, and we came back to Brazil, and then we, we shared with every, you know, uh, with every team, you know, guys, we really need to be praying, you know, uh, having our own devotional with the Lord, and I even kind of watch it myself, you know. <laughs> if the, well, if the Lord is, you know, talking to me about some things in the present. Oh my goodness, I need to get more, you know, in my personal time, having time with the Lord. <laughs>
0: yes, so
1: true. It, it, it's so it's so true. And one of the things, one of the challenges that, that we've that we've had here, I think, uh, is is to to help people really. Uh, understand, you know, taking that leap of, you know, when you come to the to the prayer room, just lay aside all the stuff that's filling your head. You know, it's part of, uh, we're building really with the people who work in the, the ministry headquarters here. There's about 150 people who are either full-time or volunteers working in the ministry headquarters. And uh, so we've got a lot of a lot of the people who are in the teams are the people who work in in the ministry base and they give up and you know their coordinator sends them for an hour to the prayer room you know and they come and pray it's voluntary they're you know it's up to them but many times they come with a head full of you know what's going on in the churches or what's going on you know and to be able to just park that and park maybe particularly in the last year, the craziness going on, you know, perhaps they've got kids that can't go to school and they've got they've having to juggle a whole bunch of things, you know, in the family and work and so on. But just to to it's a training really for all of us to just lay aside what may be filling our heads. Yeah. And to pray from pray from that place of just trusting in him and 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 really picking up like we like we say just wet your finger and find out which direction the wind's blowing and really go with that and it's it's a selflessness it's yeah. it's it's a way of of loving our neighbors you know and
2: one of the things that we see and we have shared i mean we have seen in our own lives uh having our time ourselves with the lord will help us in the present yeah but our times in prayer in the present it will help us also in our prayer time with the lord by ourselves uh in order we are going to go deeper also in our personal lives in prayer
1: you know it, where we're going with other people in prayer yes feeds back into our own, yes you know how it is your really? personal
2: lives feeds
1: back into your own personal life and you find that you're you're going, going places in prayer that you hadn't gone before so it is a. Yeah, it's a, circle. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a
2: of blessing. You know, yeah, it's it like is. You go deeper there. The, you know, one help each other. You know, praying by yourself and praying in the present. And and sometimes I'm not saying you know sometimes you know it takes discipline. Yes, you
0: it know, does. You
2: know, it brings mm-hmm. in your soul. You know, sometimes my, you know, my head is so busy with so many things and here we get really busy, you know, and your head is full of stuff and you start praying and you say, Lord, I don't know what to pray. You know, so many things to pray, only the Holy Spirit knows, you know, and it's, it's good. It's good to depend on him. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I don't know (laughs) how how to pray without him.
1: Yes. one comment quickly, Josh, that I'd like, like to make, doubling back to um, the gift of the Spirit in prayer, is that we're we're seeing in all of us, I think we're all kind of more confident flowing in the gifts of the spirit because of what we're experiencing in prayer. Yes. And I, I, I think that's that's a major key for the body of Christ to move. Into those greater manifestations of the gifts of the spirit is in our corporate prayer times, in our prayer teams, in our in in the places of prayer. When we're praying together, this is this is a moment where we can confidence grows, boldness grows, and and we're just fine-tuning better. We we're catching, we're hearing God better just through. Through the like you say, through the discipline, through the practice of of regularly, you know, tuning into heaven's
0: wavelength. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's something important too is to know that corporate prayer is a safe place. You know, mm-hmm. we're all learning and we're growing and we're we're learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit. And there's times that, you know, Miss Leanne, she would call on me to to give a word or to prophesy. And as I was speaking it out. I knew it wasn't right, but she corrected me in a very compassionate way, you know, until I learned, you know, oh, where did I miss it here? Maybe I I was in my mind a little too much. Maybe I wasn't flowing the way I should have, but it's a safe place. I never felt like I wasn't good enough. It just, it was a learning experience. And so in your, I would just say to anybody listening, if you've ever, you know, stepped out in faith and you feel like maybe you missed it, don't give up, get right back on the bike, get back on the horse, continue to flow with the Holy spirit, because the only way you can learn is to step out. And so uh, I think that you know, in a corporate time of prayer, it's a great time for us to just allow the Holy Spirit to move. But we have to trust Him. We can't yeah. get into our mind too much. But you know, before we we end tonight, I wanted you guys, if you can, give us a couple practical steps because we've talked about it about laying your soul aside. You know, as you enter into these corporate times of prayer, what are some practical things I can do to get out of my head? so that I can really dive in because people hear it all the time, but they're like, okay, it sounds great, but how do I do that? And so I'd love for you to maybe share just a a couple of minutes on that. If you can.
2: I think different people, they have different tactics. I, you know, maybe, you know, I, I normally, you know, I tell, you know, teams that I pray with for me, if I have a lot of things in my head, I kind of, I visualize, uh, bookshelf you know and i kind of i put each thing in the bookshelf you know i need that to visualize something and then starting with praying tongues i'm not going to say i empty my head but uh i put my focus on god yes you know and start praying tongues and they work. Sometimes it takes a long time, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, brain time. Sometimes only three minutes will do. But it's the, the perseverance of keeping doing the same thing. Sometimes I get, you know, I have, you know, oh my goodness, 15 minutes and I'm still thinking about this. But it's perseverance, you know, and, and trust in the Holy Spirit. But I keep putting those things in the shelf. No, this is not now. And sometimes one of these things that I put on the shelf the Holy Spirit bring them back. Yes. Only that one thing. And normally, though, know, if I stop, you know, we stop and we kind of check with everybody: Do you have something? And I tell them, Look, I don't know if it's the Lord. So many times I say, I maybe it's myself, I don't know. But this one thing came back to me. Let's start and we'll see if the Holy Spirit. And the majority of times is the Holy Spirit because the anointing comes. And then we connect, and there is something yeah. even more beyond that. Sometimes you know the Lord brings other things that have, in your mind they have nothing to do with that one thing that I, I brought, but in the end, the Holy Spirit connects everything, you know, like, like you know, a big jigsaw. Like a big jigsaw, yeah. And uh, but it's practice.
0: It is practice. The
2: thing that I do, I don't know for you how it
1: how it is for you. No, it's some something similar, but it's all about it's all about him, isn't it, Josh? It's all about looking to him. I think one of the what one of the key things for me is reminding me, because what is the place that we're praying from? You know, we can't we can't think that here we are on the earth, we've got to break through into heaven and somehow get our answer from God. You know, what we've learned, what what Brother Hagen taught us, what Ramos taught us, uh, 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 what, that illumination from the Word that we have is that we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. So, I feel this is one a big thing for me. Is like is like uh, okay. Let's. I'm I'm going to remind myself. It's all about Him. I'm in Him. I'm seated together with Him, and I I remind myself that hey. Press starts with him yes. and finishes with him. It involves me, but it's it's about it's about the throne life. It's about what's going on in the throne. So I begin to get my my eyes off what's going on here, and I I yes. I, I look to him and may sound a bit mystical to people. I don't know how people are hearing this, but but just looking to him and say Lord Lord. You're seated on the throne. I think about Psalm 2, you know, how the nations are are raging, but he who sits in the heavens laughs at his enemies. And I just think, Lord, I'm, I'm seated with you. I, and we begin to pray from that place rather than in this needy place of yeah. like oh, you this headless chicken kind of uh, but this is happening and that's happening, happening. And, yeah. <laughs> just you know deep breath deep breath yeah. calm down all is well god hasn't fallen off his throne and just to to look to him and and mm. in his light we see light so as we look to him mm. our faces begins to begin to shine you know I can sense it sometimes it's like my head's full of stuff maybe I heard some bad news about this or that and then I just we just begin to pray I look to him and then suddenly it's like (laughs) the devil said what (laughs) you must be kidding (laughs) and you start to see through his eyes and then somehow uh, Adriana preaches this verse from psalms about your soul being like a weaned child yes right that's such a powerful verse like it sometimes it takes a little time but uh, you know that we calm our souls down you know and a lot of that i believe comes just from our focus on him and reminding ourselves where we are in prayer we're not just praying from this place here on the earth trying to battle through and get heaven to hear us but we're praying from the throne we're we're in him
2: and ask him like a child you know father what is in your heart that's it because it pray starts with him you know pray you know it's not us trying to convince the lord to do his own will. you know on the (laughs) earth but You know, we are working with him, cooperating with him. You know, I say that because, you know, in Brazil, there is a tendency, you know, sometimes people can get very religious in prayer, you know, as if they were more merciful than God is. (laughs) It's like, who had mercy here? (laughs) You know, are you trying to convince God to have mercy? He he had mercy. (laughs) But, you know, we are cooperating with him. And it's like, and Father, what is in your heart? it's so gentle it's so simple we complicate things we but god is so simple pray simple father what is in your heart he will bring a scripture he will bring a nation he will bring a word whatever it is sometimes it will not make sense to your head but it's like trusting him like a, as a child you know like a child, as a child. yeah and, way.
1: you know as
2: a child you know you just trust in and even you know whatever it is it, it makes no sense, but I trust him. In, and if I make a mistake, you know, we are all we are learning. That's okay. But I I will grow in this if I do it. You know, not not being afraid of of making mistakes. And uh, I think
1: that's something that uh, we really I really uh, learned from Brother Hagen. You know, when he'd give a word in a meeting, he said, "Now tell me if I'm missing it."
2: Yes. You know. Humility
1: that humility to say hey i could miss it yeah and and the, the, what an example you know uh yes we can miss it and sometimes people people ask us you know but what if i miss it and sometimes you know kind of facetiously i'll answer yeah. there's no if about it you will miss <laughs> it you <know? laughs> you're gonna miss it yeah but that's, it's, it's it's part of the process of of growing and, uh, and developing and that refining. And so thank God he's, he's gracious with us and we we need to be gracious with each other and and help each other. Yeah.
2: And certainly we will grow and make less mistakes. Yeah,
0: (laughs) absolutely. But I almost see it as you're, you're tuning your ear to him and it's like when you're tuning a guitar, you have to right. play the wrong note to find the right one. Right, so, as that's you're so good. And so you have to to be willing to miss it to be able to hit it right. And uh, you know, guys, it, it's been such an honor for me to talk with you today. It's been a great, great conversation. I hope that we can do it again. Yeah, uh, it was but, fun.
1: Thank was you so fun. much, uh, yeah. Josh.
0: Yeah, and Simon, so, mean, if you can show us your book one more time. And then give us the title.
1: So it's Ushuaia. Ushuaia. It's in Portuguese. It says at the bottom there, até os confins da terra, to the ends of the earth. So uh, for the Portuguese readers, yes, uh, it's ready. But uh, the English version, I believe, either by the end of the year or beginning of next year, we hope to have an ebook up uh, available on Amazon for people
0: well you can go find this book in portuguese on amazon and we're going to put the link is that the best way for people to get it is through amazon it depends where they where they are
1: probably yeah but amazon yeah either amazon in amazon brazil or or wherever is okay. is is a good way or or here in brazil there's verbo shop which is Verbo oh, okay. da vida's online store
0: okay. they carry it as well and they they have a good service so some. so go ahead and click on the link in the caption and get this book because i believe it's going to be a blessing to you and simon and adriana thank you again so much it was a blessing not only to me but i know to the people that are listening and uh we're excited lorena and i are excited to see you here in a couple months oh Very yeah wonderful we're looking forward to it yes well All bless right, you guys. thank you thank you so much we'll talk bye. soon
1: thanks a lot bye-bye bye